Want to be part of the Morning Blitz? Don't fight it. Tell me how you really feel. Send your thoughts to our text line at 785-899-2222. Continuing on a Monday morning, about 20 minutes to the top of the hour here on this February the 12th. You know whose birthday it is today, history major? I would love to know. Lincoln's birthday, right? Isn't it Lincoln's oh, birthday oh. today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holiday Inn, you know, the um, uh, that movie I had in my top five. Okay. Christmas movie. They had a, a little Holiday Inn, or a little Lincoln's birthday uh, song and dance. Now, it's like a musical, so that that's one of the musicals, and it's probably one that uh, the modern audience would not uh, look upon kindly. Mm-hmm. So that's what pops into my head every time I think of Lincoln's, Lincoln's birthday. Because <laughs> it's not that celebrated anymore. Uh, but it was at the time, so it was big in the movie. Yeah, no, not celebrated much. It'd be great to have this day off, you know, for Lincoln's birthday after the Super Bowl yeah. getting over late. But uh, that's just not the he, way I it mean, goes. I mean, he did some slightly important things. And hey, sleeping off the Super Bowl is not too bad for, uh, <laughs> not not a bad option for a lot of Americans. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people disagree, but I'd, I'd like the Monday off. I, yeah, I think a lot of people would. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that would like that. Uh, let's move on. We've gone to we've done weekend winners. Christian talked about the great weekend that Colby High School Athletics had. Uh, also about the Kansas City Chiefs. I talked, I chimed in with the state wrestling qualifiers and Nebraska women's basketball. It's on to the losers of the weekend. Who's the first loser of the weekend, Christian Peck Dimmitt? I've got one uh, that... Man, As he saying gives, that I he gives a look of like, of, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited for this one because I feel strongly about it. I will preface it with the fact that our area listeners are maybe already looking at me sideways for cheering more for the Niners slash an exciting ball game than I did uh, for the Chiefs to put themselves firmly in the dynasty conversation, which, to be completely honest with you, I thought they would be in even if they lost this game but regardless I have a weekend loser Travis Kelsey early in the first quarter was open on a seam route that ended up being a long completion down to it was what the eight or the nine yard line next play uh, after running this long route and um, they get down first down and goal from again not sure either the eight or the nine they run that little play uh, with Mr. Kelsey over on the sideline and Pacheco fumbles the football and at the time of course that was a huge turnover and now every mistake or piece of lead in the foot for Kansas City is a bygone that they will let be bygone Uh, but at the time a big deal and Travis uh, felt that the tight end that missed the block on that play he would have been in for and made that block thus preventing a Pacheco fumble Uh, he aired his grievances by uh sending a polite uh, grab the way of his head coach, Andy Reid. I'm, of course, being facetious. He aggressively pushed him, yelling in his face. I thought this was ridiculously disrespectful. I think it should rightly go in an all-time lowlights compilation highlight package for Mr. Kelsey, who, I mean, there are players who would do this, the large majority, of players, that is, who would do this and be benched for the rest of the game, star or no, Super Bowl or no. 
I think it showed a childlike level of maturity. I think it was incredibly disrespectful. And um, feel the way you want to about it. I don't like it. And whether you do or not, it is yet another controversial uh, moment in a season that has been uh, highly controversial for Mr. Kelsey, who has plenty of love and plenty of hate out there uh, for him this season. Largely, a lot of it not particularly his fault, obviously him dating Travis or um, Taylor Swift. Uh, and even, I'll be the first to admit, it's not actually uh, Miss Swift that's annoying anyone. It's the way the media is covering her. Uh, but that has brought a lot of distaste back Kelsey's way, and this is not going to help it. He is he is not very well liked uh, outside of this area, as I'm sure you know. So I've got him as a weekend loser. I think that overall he probably feels rightly like a winner right now. In the second half, uh, he was huge. He had, through the first two quarters, one target in one catch for one yard, and he came up ginormous multiple times in the second half and over time he rightly feels like a winner adds another ring gets closer to Gronk in that all-time best tight end conversation but hey I don't like this one moment and I guess maybe I'm just a negative enough person this Monday morning to have him as a weekend loser because of it uh I would be fascinated to know. I guess maybe you see stuff that I don't. I don't want to discredit you. I would mm. be surprised if more people hate Jason Kelsey or sorry, uh, Travis Kelsey than than people love him. I mean, him and his oh, brothers. People. I, I I don't know. No, I guess oh, I don't get Jason, it. Because, uh, not Travis. But I, I what I don't understand. Is, I mean, from what I, they're like the most li- him and his brothers podcast. New Heights is like the most listened to sports podcast. It's one of the top yeah, podcasts. All, the I mean. So you're telling me he's not a he's not like here's the thing about Jace or Travis Kelsey. I keep saying Jason. Here's the thing about Travis Kelsey. Don't know the guy, never met him. Um, does he have his quirks? Yes, I think we all have our quirks. Here's the thing about it though. I guarantee every football coach, even the way he acted in that situation, wants him on his team, not for his playmaking ability, not for his playmaking ability. But because you need those type of guys on your roster that are going to push the envelope because they're going to push others. You got to have those well, guys that stir you the drink. Maybe don't want the person that he pushes. To and be I don't. Your head I don't think you know. And let's face the fact: if you're, if you, he's not. He didn't punch his coach. He grabbed his coach. No, he and punched he, his teammates. He chest. He chest bumped into her chest. You know, went into his shoulder. His chest. My point being is this. He was out there frustrated, and look, Travis Kelsey has some interesting things about his personality. He's got some stuff that that you know he knows that he has, and and Coach Reed knows this too. I don't think that he would just do that to any coach. I mean, he knows his coach. He's been with him. For, he drafted him. He knows his coach. He knows exactly what he's what, he, and each of them know exactly what they're getting with each other. And so for those two to have a little snafu on the sideline, it's no big deal between those two. And they even talked about it post-game, how it's not that big of a deal. That's just, the, his, he's an intense player who really, really wanted to win the Super Bowl. I mean, there's been stories saying that he gave a speech to the team in the hotel the night before about how it was bringing guys to tears about how 
impassionate it was. He was just overly passionate about getting this win and wanting to have a chance to three-peat, and he was going to do anything in his power to possibly uh, to, to do that. That's that's the big thing. He was He was unbelievably just overwhelmed with emotion and stuff, and look— Yes, it's not best, but you know what? I think of Dan Campbell when he played. My guess is Dan Campbell. He would probably love that. Dan Campbell probably loved that from out of out of Jason Travis Travis Kelsey. I bet he absolutely loved that. They they love the fire. I don't care how Dan that. Campbell feels <laughs> about it. Uh, I'm going to be clear here. Frustration aside, emotion aside, you don't put your hands on a coach. I think that's incredibly disrespectful. I showed it a, I think it showed a low level of maturity. And just to be clear, I'm not hugely one way or the other on Travis, but just because you said you think he's well liked, I'm going to share um, off the top of my head. This is only because you mentioned it in the last two minutes of you talking. I came up with the multiple times he's punched teammates throughout training camp and practice. Uh, when he kicked and threw Justin Tucker's uh, gear and helmet last week, obviously the Travis <laughs> or the Taylor Swift stuff that I mentioned, and then pushing a co- uh, his head coach. There are multiple reasons to dislike him or for him to be a dislikable person. Whether or not you disagree, and hey, I actually agree. I think you would want him on your team nine and a half times out of ten. One of the best tight ends of all time and like you said he's a good locker room guy he's very very passionate and it's nice to see a guy care that much and get frustrated in those moments but you never ever put your hands on a coach especially not on national television players talk about it all the time be aware of where you are in your situation and that's a thing they even talk about in college the can't you never know when the cameras are going to be on you if nothing else it was stupid to do that on national TV, out on the sideline. There have been multiple times where those two have gotten into yelling matches and stuff on the sidelines yelling and is stuff. Different. And like I said, it's you have you have great points, but I still think it's getting blown out of proportion. It's two guys wanting to win. They know who they are as men. It'd be different if he came up to you and he did that and he didn't know you. That would be different. But when you go up to someone that you have, that he's, it's the only coach that Kelsey's ever had in his career. The only guy he's ever been coached by. You spend his whole entire, and they've talked about how, you know, he knows how I operate. He knows how this is. I guarantee Andy Reid was kind of caught off guard, like, oh, yeah, coming after you. Then he's like, hey, look, I get it. I know. Look, these two guys, they know each other. It's like if your brother went after you for something, you would know that. Yeah, it might, it might look bad to some other people standing off. Like you and your brother are playing pickup basketball, and you get mad about something, you go after your brother. You know, to you, it's not that big of a deal. To everyone else, it looks bad. Same type of situation with Andy Reid and, and Travis Kelsey. It, it really is. It's really not I that big of a deal. it's far closer to a brother or to a father-son and a son pushing a father than it is a brother thing. I think that much is clear. I think that, A... I was pretty clear when I brought this up. It's not that big of a deal. He feels like a winner. He should. They both wrote it off. Neither of them care. They still both won the Super Bowl. Big deal. Big moment. But it is going to go in his all-time lowlights compilation. And I'm just sharing the fact that whether you like him or dislike him, the large majority of NFL (laughs) fans find him highly dislikable right now.
I would love to know if they really do find him that dislikable. I, I, it's a rhetorical I'll, I'll question. I'll pull up would, any I would love post to touching that. Travis Kelsey. I would love to see that. The, I, just, I won't be able to read I, off the I, comments. I can't live imagine that, that he's that. I think he's. I think once a lot of a hate goes to the fact that he's won a lot. I don't. They, everybody hates it when you win so much, and that's going to that that's going to definitely I don't contribute think that to it. Is, anyway, I think I'll move off this topic. Uh, my weekend losers. I have two of them. I have a football winner and, or a football loser and a basketball loser. My first loser, though, is actually UCLA football. Has anybody followed this storyline <laughs> with UCLA football? This is great stuff. Their head coach, Chip Kelly, decided that this last this on Friday that he doesn't want to be the head coach at UCLA anymore. He'd rather be a college OC where he is going to be at Ohio State. So here's the whole story. The Green Bay Packers hired Jeff Halfley away from Boston College, where he was the head coach at BC, to be the defensive coordinator for the Packers. Boston College said, well, Bill O'Brien wants the job, so they give it to Bill O'Brien, who was at Alabama but now and, and was, the, was hired to be the OC at Ohio State. He has since taken the job at Boston College, leaving the OC job open at Ohio State, which is where Chip Kelly is now going to reside. Chip Kelly wanted an offensive coordinator job in the NFL. He interviewed for some. He didn't get it. So he's now going to go to Ohio State and leave a head coaching job to be an OC underneath a former player in Ryan Day. This, this, this brings up a two-part question. What does it say about Kelly's situation at UCLA? And what does it say about UCLA's football program are the two things that stood out to me. First, and it also says, what does it say about college football? It shows that college football coaches do not like the way the game is being ran. They would rather be offensive coordinators or be in the NFL than be a college football head coach because the rules have gotten so out of whack with NIL and everything else and the transfer portal. It's a prime example. This is one. You have a head sitting head coach at a Power 5 school that is leaving. And it's not like as if they were like Oregon State, for example, and didn't make it into one of the big power conferences. They're leaving. And they're go and he's he's leaving to go to another power five school to be an offense court to take a doubt to make a demotion. He's not the head coach, he's the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. They don't want to deal with it anymore. That's one thing that's said. What does it say about Kelly's situation at UCLA? It was bad. Apparently they wanted him gone a long time, but they don't want to pay the money that they forked out in the beginning to get him. They don't want to pay that kind of buyout money. So UCLA gets off the hook with that. And what does it also say about the UCLA football program? It says that Chip Kelly believes that they're not ready to play in the Big Ten either. Because if you had a team that you thought was going to be able to compete, you'd probably hang around. He doesn't believe that his team is able to compete, which means he would then get fired anyway. So he decided to jump off a ship to another ship that's going on the way up. That's probably going to be in competition for the national title this year in Ohio State because of all the guys they've brought in with the transfer portal. Like I said, this is a unbelievable, nutty, nutty uh, situation going on at UCLA football with Chip Kelly leaving to go be the OC at Ohio State. And it really says a lot of things about college football and the UCLA program, in my opinion, if you read between the lines. I love, love that. That's a, that's a great one. That's a good, and you know, you know, you're preaching to the choir here with all of the NIL problems, and this is just indicative of it. Remember, that's a Big Ten team to another Big Ten team. Uh, I actually don't know off the top of my head if uh, OSU plays UCLA this year, but that would be a fun one. All right, we got to get to a break. We come back, we'll get to the walk off. I got to get one more quick loser shot, but I'll do it in the walk off. That's next in the Blitz. <laughs> 